The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, Bills Mafia? As my friend Dave Thorpe, Saxon Dave, all the way over in the UK, who is currently residing in the chat and comment section, just said it is officially Victory Monday. It's Victory Monday, Bills Mafia. And how are you feeling? Uh, I have a smile on my face that uh, I don't think you could wipe off with a belt sander right now. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. It's not because this game wasn't full of emotion and full of just kind of a lot of back and forth stuff, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. I'm going to do the best that I can with my notes. I had no time to really put together <laughs> anything other than just the chicken scratch that I had. And it's not really chicken scratch because it was on my, my, on my iPhone, but welcome. I got to do, I got to do the stuff first. I know we want to get to it, but I got to do the stuff. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the overreaction post-game show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. I'm your host and the voice of the overreaction post-game show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me, as always, you know where to find me on Twitter, at Joe Miller Wired. And I'm going to get this stuff done quickly. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out real quick to the Market Dominator before we get started. Uh, my guy, John Spaschek, has just uh, gone through a pretty big bout uh, with COVID and uh, got to see him today uh, at church for the first time in a couple of weeks and got to hug him and super glad and proud that you're doing good, John. I think, I, I don't know if you're floating around the chat or not or where you're at. You were just texting me a couple minutes ago about the football game, but John, we love you. I'm super glad that you're feeling better, that you're up and about. Uh, and uh, I just want everybody to know that John is a very good friend of mine. And if you were looking to buy or sell a home in the Buffalo market or any place else around the country, John is what he calls a transition specialist. And John and the market dominator and John's team, they're the team that you want on your side. So do me this favor. Do not even consider talking to another agent unless if you're looking to buy or sell a home, unless they're related to you or your spouse or your best friend. If you're looking for somebody up, oh, John Spazcheck is actually in the room. What's up, John? Uh, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, I want you to do me this favor. Do me a solid. Call John Spazcheck. You can reach him on his cell phone, 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. And actually, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. And if you call him right now, he'll answer his phone. <laughs> you can also reach him on his email, youreliteBroker at gmail.com. You can also find him. On Twitter, John is Bills Mafia. He's a season ticket holder at Your Elite Broker. We are, in fact, Super Chat Live, uh, and uh, you are watching the Buffalo Rumblings or tuned into the Buffalo Rumblings multicast network. Getting all the homework done here. I've already got a super chat, Matt. I'm going to get to you here in a second, but I got to do the part. I got to. I got to do the. I got to do the. I got to do the butter stuff, right, bro? I got to do the butter stuff. Whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee. At the gym with your AirPods in, on the drive to work, or watching me right now live on Victory Monday, let me just say one more time. 
welcome. We got a lot to get to, and I'm really, really excited. We got a super chat already from Matthew Montgomery, my guy. Matt, thank you so much for being a part of the show. The AFC goes through Orchard Park now, or now, or Orchard Park. Now that is how you announce yourself to the country on national TV. And this was a hard-fought game. I got a bunch of notes. This was not something where it just kind of came easy. It wasn't fluky. Uh, although there were mistakes that the Chiefs made, they didn't necessarily shoot themselves in the foot. Like, it wasn't something where they just played bad, I would say, like the Bills did in the AFC Championship game. Matt, thank you for that super chat. If anybody else wants to comment, if you've got any questions, if you want to get in. Oh, I missed one from Payton. Oh, there's one right there. <laughs> Payton's got one in as well. Thank you for the super chat, bro. Just give it a twist, a flick of the wrist. That's what Alan said. Oh, I've got Dawson Knox. Deedly do. Here he is catching all that I throw. You guys are like on the super chat train tonight. Jake Aru with the super chat. Bills Mafia from St. Louis representing. We have proved we are the AFC team to beat. I'm going to get to all of that. Yes, Jake. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Welcome everybody into the show. Uh, I would ask you to retweet this, share it with friends, text it to text the link to some folks, let them know where you are right now. We're talking Buffalo Bills football for about the next hour. Man, this football game, Brian Bowers up in the, up in the house with a super chat. Everybody's super chatting tonight. Ever heard of Nick Wright? Brian Bowers says, yeah, me neither. But what, what will she have to say tomorrow? Mahomes looked averaged against our defense. Big dubs i love it you guys can bring i'll sit here and read super chats all night long i'll be honest with you i will to to hell with my notes i'll read super chats all night long if that's what you guys want to do good for it but this this football game it was a weathered night weathered weathery weathered rainy night in kansas city i had said yesterday or i should say saturday on the bills mafia primetime show it was a 15% chance of rain, and I know that there was different reports out there. There was I got some pushback on Twitter about that, that it was actually 50%, and then I showed the screenshot of what I had that was 15%, and as we know, it didn't really rain during the football game until later in the game. Uh, and as we know, the Buffalo Bills went into one of the hardest stadiums to play uh, in for a visiting football team. I think I've told most of you this story before. I've actually been to a, a Kansas City Chiefs game when the Bills have been in Kansas City actually in primetime. And it is an incredibly hard place to play. But when you go in there and it's primetime football, Sunday night, the world is watching and that crowd is live and they're ready to go. It just makes it that much harder when the Chiefs are good. The Buffalo Bills come out of this football game 38-20. to 20, A game where the apprentice... And Sean McDermott finally beats his mentor. The Apprentice finally beats his mentor. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I believe there have been in the last several games between these two teams, ghosts inside the head of Sean McDermott. You're talking about a guy. He Andy Reid is, Sean McDermott is a part of the Andy Reid coaching tree. And Sean McDermott came from Andy Reid and was fired by Andy Reid, which is, there's a lot to be said there. And I know that when, as the story goes, that when Andy Reid fired Sean, he wasn't happy about it. He knew it was something that he, that he had to do. And there was an issue to the point, not an issue, but there was comments to the fact of you will be better because of this. And I expect you to springboard from this. And this will be a learning experience and blah, 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 blah. Make no mistake. Andy Reid means a lot to Sean McDermott. And I believe, as I said a second ago, that there was a lot of ghosts inside of Sean McDermott about Andy Reid and trying to get past his former mentor. But he's finally done it. This game had absolutely everything. Fun, frustration, uh, faith, and fear. I tried to come up with as many F words as I could. If you want to throw the F word in there where you were screaming at the television, yes, that happened too. There was a lot to celebrate in this game. And there was a lot to be nervous and freak out about. I'm going to do my best in my quarterly breakdown. Man, there was times I was like on the edge of my seat. There was times that I was excited. My hands hurting from clapping. McKenna and I were high-fiving on the couch. There was times I was screaming at the TV in frustration. <laughs> there were times when I legitimately was like, that's the game. If, if that's it, like. You let, you let the Chiefs score in under three minutes in a three-possession football game. Now they're down two possessions. If they get this momentum and if the Bills come out and try to go run, run, pass, and punt again, this football game's over. Over. 
but it's hard not to think that this was a playoff game in week five. It's week five. The Bills come into this football game three and one. And you have to believe. You have to believe that this was a playoff game in their minds. And while nothing is truly decided, when you think seeds for the playoffs that are planted, no pun intended in that comment, you could tell literally that both of these teams knew that th there were playoff implications as it pertained to this football game. Legitimate playoff implications to this football game. This was a heavyweight bout that while it did not go 15 rounds, and I would, this is not one of those games that you that you come out of 38-20 and you're like, oh, the game was never in doubt. No, when, when the Chiefs are lining up on the other side of the football of, of the line of scrimmage, when it's Pat Mahomes over there and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, the game is always in doubt unless you've got a seven-possession lead or a six-possession lead or something crazy. So as much as it's easy to look back and be like, oh, yeah, 38-20, no big deal, right? 38-20, we had this, we had this one wrapped up by halftime, 24 to 13. No big deal. It was a big deal. <laughs> Dare I say there isn't a single person. I'm being told to check out NFL.com. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can get there. Uh, dare I say there was a single person that at halftime. Oh, there we go. There we go. Bills dominate the Chiefs on Sunday night football. <laughs> Josh Allen. I think this was right after the hurdle. He's given the first down sign right after the hurdle. Dare I say getting back to it. There was nobody that was like at halftime, I'm turning this off. This game's over. This game's over. I'm turning it off. And I promise you every single person that is the thousands of you that are, that are going to listen to this show, there was moments in this game in the second half where you're like, oh, crap. We might be in trouble. Phil Arrigo comes here with a super chat. Phil, there's nothing here up. There you go. I think I think this is your chat. This is what you wanted. So thank you for the super chat. Phil says, it's a weird ex uh, existential lead up. I flip-flopped all week, but when we took a commanding lead, it felt amazing because we are finally the superior team in all phases. Phil, I can't agree more. That's literally where I'm going. Hang on. So don't go anywhere. I'm Not, not that you would leave, but stick around for a couple minutes. I'm literally going to talk about what you're saying as far as I flip-flopped all week, but when we took a commanding lead, it felt amazing because we are finally the superior team in all phases. Phil, thank you for the super chat. You're the man. Appreciate you being a part of the show. My guy, Mike Kingsley in the house. Good to see you, Mike. But this was a heavyweight bout, and that while it didn't last 15 rounds, the Chiefs landed some strong blows. But they also made their lion's share of mistakes. And, it, you know, when, when good football teams play each other, it comes down to a lot of times defense and mistakes. Don't get me wrong. The Bills made mistakes too. A lot of them in penalty form and these referees in this football game. It's hard to believe that they can outdo themselves. Referees, I mean. It's hard to believe that they can outdo themselves. When you see Stephon Diggs clearly being interfered with on two plays, no flags, one where his arm is being barred. And then another play where Travis Kelsey grabs Tredavious White by the back of the shoulder pad and pulls him to the ground, and then Tredavious gets called for the pass interference. When you're watching Greg Rousseau's jersey get pulled right to the side as Pat, as, as Pat Mahomes is running off around him and then finally released, no call. Meanwhile, Mitch Morse gets called for holding on a play where there is no holding. The defensive holding calls... The, the, the referees were atrocious in this football game. But there were some calls against the Bills that they did commit. It's absolutely true. But I think what's interesting about this football game, and I'm, I'm going to get to the story of this game for me here in a second. I was told that the shutouts against the Texans and the Dolphins didn't matter. I was told that the shutouts against the Texans and the Dolphins who faced... The Texans today faced the Patriots, and the Patriots didn't shut them out. The Dolphins today faced the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers didn't shut them out. I was told that those games didn't matter because they were bad football teams. And that there was no way to read the Buffalo Bills defense based off of those football games because they were bad football teams with bad quarterbacks. What do you think now? I think that 
the Buffalo Bills defenses are really, really good. Really good. And I think I think Bills Mafia should settle in because if the if the Bills defense can continue to play this way, if all we get is Josh Allen's floor from 2020, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year. And I think what's interesting about this football game that we watched on Sunday night is that the Chiefs have bought, clearly have bought into Spagnola has, even though Spagnola played Josh Allen twice last year and beat him both times, dare I say frustrated him, partially because of coaching the game plans going in. But the Chiefs have bought into the blueprint that the, to beat Josh Allen, you don't pressure him. And part of that is because we know, as we know, I should say, Josh Allen eats the blitz alive, as does Pat Mahomes, just as the Bills have bought into the same blueprint for the Chiefs. The Bills know from the Super Bowl that the way you beat Pat Mahomes is to not bring pressure from everywhere. You rush your front four. You allow the, the, the other seven to stay back. You clog up all the lanes. And you make it basically a situation where there's no place to put the football. Well, what's the difference? 38 to 20. Joe, what's the difference? Well, the difference is, is the Bills defense is a lot better than the Chiefs defense. A lot better. And yes, I'm aware that the Chiefs were missing important players. Very important players. But at the end of the day, the Bills defense right now is a lot better than the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs did mix it up a little bit late and began to bring pressure, and I think they were hoping to leverage the rain a little bit when they were doing that. You could hear Chris Collinsworth, and I know the comment section was blown up about Chris Collinsworth a little bit ago. Everybody's in here saying we did it. Yes, we did it. We haven't won the Super Bowl yet, guys. Relax. <laughs> we're still going to see these guys one more time. I don't care what anybody says. We're going to see this team one more time. We're going to talk about that, too, here in a second. But the Chiefs did mix it up late, and they tried to bring pressure to Josh Allen, and they tried to leverage what I what I felt was the sloppiness of the rain, and Collinsworth kind of alluded to that too. It didn't work. Allen was better. Josh Allen was, even though the numbers didn't matter, the statistics didn't matter, Josh Allen was the better football player. He was the best. Josh Allen was the best football player on the field in that game in Kansas City. He wanted it more. He willed his team to win. He put his team on his back when it counted. And he beat the Chiefs when it mattered most. In the end, this football team, the Buffalo Bills, they've pitched two shutouts in four games. They're only giving up, coming into this game, 11 points per game. And that means something. It doesn't matter who they're play, who they're facing. We don't get to pick. We hear it all the time that we don't get to pick who our schedule or what our schedule looks like. All we do is play the next team. Regardless of who's on your schedule, giving up 11 points per game, four games in the season means something. It means they're a great defense. And this is the most important part. After four more turnovers in this football game, the Buffalo Bills are now plus 11 in the takeaway differential. And Bills Mafia, that's something that you can win a Super Bowl with. The story of this football game. The story of this football game for me is, drum roll please, the Buffalo Bills, this is the question that we've been asking all offseason through the draft, through free agency, through 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 training camp, through everything that we've seen so far. And there's a lot of people that have doubted. The story of this football game for me is simple. The Bills have closed the gap. The Buffalo Bills have closed the gap on the Chiefs. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, well, that's obvious, Joe. The Bills just beat the Chiefs. That doesn't necessarily mean that the Bills have closed the gap. Sometimes good teams lose because they beat themselves. When I say the Bills have closed the gap, there's a lot of things that it's a loaded statement. There's a lot that goes into that conversation, into that, into that statement, into what I'm trying to tell you. I said earlier this week on several different shows that this game would not be about statistics. We've all been told for the last year and a half that the Buffalo Bills will never be able to beat the Chiefs, especially Josh Allen will not be able to beat the Chiefs unless he plays the perfect football game. Josh, you've all heard it. 
everybody that can hear my voice right now that consumes content, whether you watch the NFL Network, whether you, watch, whether you watch ESPN, if you listen to WGR 55, if you listen to Buffalo Rumblings, if you listen to Buffalo Fanatics, if you listen to Cold Front Report, if you listen to Built, Built in Buffalo, if you listen to Cover One, I don't care who you've listened to, everybody you've listened to has said the Bills can never beat the Chiefs unless they play perfect, which includes Josh Allen. Has to play a perfect football game. Josh Allen did not play a perfect football game in this game. I don't know if you saw his completion percentage, but it was borderline abysmal. So if you take a situation where your team did not play the perfect football game and you still come out on top 38 to 20 against a team that beat themselves a little bit, but you're kind of the reason that they beat themselves, you have to ask yourself, have we closed the gap? I'm asking you this question. Put it in the comments section. Do you feel like after watching that game, and I don't mean from a win-loss standpoint, I mean, have the Bills closed the gap? Did you see enough from this defensive line? Did you see enough from this offensive line? Did you see enough from the running backs? Did you see enough from Josh Allen? Did you see enough from the coaching staff? Have the Bills closed the gap? I think they have. That, to me, is the story of this game. Here is why. This defense is better. Not only better than they were last year, they're better than the Chiefs' defense. Gap closed. This offensive line is better than they were last year. That's closing closing the gap. I would tell you that this coaching staff was way better in this football game than they were in both games. Last year, they played scared, both in the regular season as well as in the playoff game. They were, they were, they were trying to be something that they weren't versus... Look, this is who we are. You beat us. The coaching staff was better. They believed in their players. They believed in their game plan. They believed in who they are. The players were better. The players were better prepared. Let's not forget as well that closing the gap isn't always or isn't only about the Bills getting better. It also has to do with the Chiefs falling off a little. However the gap shrinks, whatever the gap is, however the gap shrinks, whether it's you coming up or them coming down, if the gap shrinks, you're closing the gap. It's relevant. However the gap shrinks is relevant. Not only did the Bills close the gap and win this football game on both offense and defense, Dare I say they out-physicaled the Chiefs in this football game. It goes right back to, and it wasn't a brutal hit. That hit that Poyer put on Travis Kelsey, that was sending a message. And why, it, Joe, I don't think he was sending a message. I think he was just trying to not, you know, dislodge the ball. No, he was sending a message. I agree with what Collinsworth or Al Michaels said when they said that they, the guys never want to go in and hurt people. But you better believe defensive players want to send a message, not only in the game they're playing, but the next time you face me. And the proof of that is after Poyer hit Kelsey the way that he did, and it was a violent hit. This is football. They wear helmets and shoulder pads for a reason. He was high-fiving his teammates and low-fiving his teammates. They were sending a message to the Chiefs. The gap has been closed. Not only has the gap been closed in all the places that I've already described to you, the biggest gap that's been closed, the mental hurdle. This is the biggest story of this football game for me. The mental hurdle has been closed for this Buffalo Bills football team. Hey, guys. Hey, hey Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, Pat Mahomes. Andy Reid. We can play with you guys. Not only can we play with you guys, we can take it to you. We can we can beat your asses. And if if the biggest gap, in my opinion, for this football team to 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 jump across or to close was that one that we can play with these guys. The Bills did that in this football game, and not only did they beat them, they imposed their will. They made the Chiefs play to their game, and that's huge. Scott with it with a super chat. Scott, your super chat did not come up. This is what I want you to do. Oh, it's right right here next to you. Gotcha. I got this too. So Scott says, uh, thanks for the content. Agree. Refs were atrocious. What a win. 
thoughts on Beasley's usage. It's funny. My dad actually texted me uh, about halfway through the third quarter, maybe at the end of the third quarter. And was like, what happened to 11 and 13? <laughs> and I was like, apparently we don't need those guys anymore because the bills are not utilizing them. Not only Gabe Davis had one catch, which was a brilliant catch on a deflected pass. I think that Beasley had one catch as well, right? I don't know. I can't, I can't even begin to tell you, Scott. I don't know what's going on. Brooke with the super chat. Welcome into the show. Uh, oh, Tampa Bay gave the blueprint. I was thinking that was said Tom Brady. Tampa Bay gave the blueprint. Casey, Casey Kansas City needs to figure themselves out. Uh, yes, Kansas, uh, Tampa did provide the blueprint not only to potentially beat Pat Mahomes, but also to potentially beat Josh Allen. Those blueprints are very similar for these guys. The question is, is do you have the defensive personnel to beat them? That's a big question. <laughs> Troy says, I'm just throwing this up here. <laughs> Beasley killed my fantasy team. <laughs> my guy, Saxon Dave, coming in with a super chat. No Milano and biased reps. We've made our own gap over them. Only rushing four is the game changer. Dave, you are on it. That's the biggest thing. If, if there's a takeaway for Bill's Mafia in this football game, it's the pressure, how uncomfortable and unsettled Pat Mahomes was in the pocket the entire football game. He was not happy. He was frustrated. He was unsettled. He was he he just wasn't comfortable back there. And you saw a lot of the throwaways. Obviously, you saw the errant passes that were out there. You saw the miscommunication between him and his receivers. He was not happy being in that pocket. Only rushing four is the game changer. Groot has been awesome, and Star is playing possessed. Dave, thank you for being a part of the show, as always. You guys are crushing these Super Chats tonight. Jake Aru says with a Super Chat, Coach, going live in the postgame interview now. I wish I could bring it in. I wish I could tell you guys, hey, go listen. But if you want, I'm only going to be on here for a couple more minutes, about 20 more minutes, then we can go back and we can watch it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you got to jump off to listen to the coaching, the uh, Coach McDermott's interview, I totally get it. If you can stick around for a minute, that's cool too. I'm going to jump through quarter by quarter here real fast. First quarter of this football game, the Chiefs open up, dare I say, methodically. Uh, several third downs assisted by penalties, 18 plays, seven and a half minutes. They kick a field goal, 38 yards. We're all thinking, woo, that's a victory. They only kicked a field goal. And I agree, it was. Anytime you can keep the Chiefs to a field goal, it's a big deal. I think the Chiefs came into this football game having punted six times this year. They punted twice in this football game, which was big. Uh, the Bills are just, when they get the ball, it's run, run, the big Josh Allen run, and then the dart to Knox, right? Allen, two more runs, touchdown. There's a there's a moment in this game where it's like, oh, this could end up being the Josh Allen game in the first quarter. And we're excited, 7-3. Josh Allen looks like he's comfortable, he's capable. Uh, he's, he, you know, there's there, whatever it is that's going on inside of his mind, his heart, his spirit, it's right there. He's not overplaying. He's not, as Kyle Brandt likes to say, sugar high, Josh. Immediately after that touchdown, kickoff, big fumble by Pringle. The Buffalo Bills have a huge chance to capitalize on it. We're inside the Chiefs' 40-yard line, and they literally implode. Literally implode. And then it ba this is the moment where all of us are like, uh-oh. And don't even tell me you weren't. When Josh Allen is trucking backwards <laughs> 30 yards, and then throws the ball away and gets, as soon as he threw it, you're just like, what are you doing? That's intentional grounding. As soon as he threw it, you knew. You knew. Literally implode, punt the football away. There's some point in the first quarter where I've got my notes of six penalties with a couple declined. And I'm just like, could you please put the flags away? Can the referees just put the flags away at this point? My summary for the first quarter, outside of crazy penalties, the Bills looked like the better team at times, but they looked a little bit tight and they were making some mistakes. They looked like they were, does that make sense? When I say that the Bills looked tight in that first quarter, I don't know if you remember back some of the mistakes they were making after that first drive. They just looked like they were trying to not make mistakes. Does that make sense? That's how I felt anyway. I, I'm wondering if anybody felt that way as well. Second quarter of this football game, Tyreek Hill beats Trey. He was beating Trey a lot, as was Kelsey. The Chiefs, the Chiefs come out in the second quarter, and they're just being methodical, and they're being patient. And I'm going to be honest with you, 
It was driving me crazy. <laughs> oh, and then the Chiefs score, and they go up, right, on the Bills at that point in time. Bills get the ball back. Moss drop. There's a point in this second quarter where literally I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm like, oh. I feel like this game just might be too big for the Bills. I, I feel like, like in the second quarter, there was a moment where I was like, I feel like we're just not ready. The mental piece, right? It's not a situation of we don't have the players, we don't have the guys, we don't we don't have the the smarts and the coaching staff. Dable isn't good enough. McDermott isn't good enough. There was just a moment in that second quarter. I was like, I'm just not sure that the Bills are like they're ready that they've got big enough britches for this. Allen was one for five in the second quarter. And then he finally hits that ball to digs. Zach Moss hits that gigantic run. And then he had the big catch. And then that freaking dart that Josh Allen threw to Sanders. When Josh Allen let that ball go, I was like, Josh Allen finds his receivers in spots on the field that are borderline impossible throws. That ball to Sanders was unbelievable. And I'm thinking, here we go. Here we go. The Bills, like Josh Allen, he just found himself. We're going to get there now. The Bills force a punt. This is the moment where I'm thinking on the couch, Greg Rousseau is really good. <laughs> and they did a whole segment. Like they pined on about Greg Rousseau and like not being able to keep him off the field and yada, because they want him to, you know, somewhat of a project and blah, 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 blah. Greg Rousseau is really good. And then finally, it felt like the refs, maybe in that second quarter, did put the flags away for a minute. 17 to 10, the best field goal after Allen late on the pass to Sanders. Uh, and then Tyler Bass, for the second time in, uh, what, three weeks, kicks the football out of bounds, and the Chiefs get the ball back at the 40. A couple of super chats here real quick. Brooke comes in with the super chat. Thanks for being a part of the show, Brooke. She says, refs, stop talk, taking football out of football. Please, if the refs, that's the perfect way of saying it. If the refs could please take stop taking the football out of football, we would all be better off. Thank you, Brooke, for being a part of the show. Sexy Dave comes in again. The NFL needs to ban yellow gloves and shoes. The dude, John Fina said it too. The Washington football game and this one. Those guys wear yellow gloves. And every time you see a, a hand flash through the screen like that, you're like, oh, there's a flag. And it's like, no, there wasn't. <laughs> Flags were flying enough without clo <laughs> clothing confusing me even more. Bro, I'm right there with you, dude. I'm right there with you. Where was I on my notes? Second quarter. Bass kicked the football out of bounds. Bass is going to get my dude award for this show because there is no excuse for a kicker in the NFL, especially one who is drafted to ever kick the football out of bounds. There's no excuse for it. Chiefs get the football at the 40. They turn the football over on downs with a minute and 50 left on the clock. I don't know if you guys remember the sequence or not. Allen hits Knox for 53 yards. And that's the moment I'm sitting on the coat in on the couch going, this Chiefs defense sucks. <laughs> Their defensive backs are garbage, trash, hot trash. They're, like there's a moment I'm thinking to myself, how did we lose so badly to this football team last year? Because they're our players were running free, scot free. You would think that if they were not, if the Chiefs were not going to pressure Allen with the blitz, that they would at least have been playing two high safeties like the Bills were doing to them. They weren't everybody and their brother. I could have gotten behind their defense tonight and caught a pass from Josh Allen. At least that's how I felt. Halftime hits, and this is what's amazing. Mahomes is looking a little rattled, as I said. He's looking a little unsettled, and he's clearly frustrating. He's having conversations himself with the line judge and with the referees, wanting calls and not liking what's going on. 24 to 13 at the half. I'm going to give you something. Hang on. It was 24 to 13 at the half. Josh Allen was 7 of 14, 50% for 219 yards. He completed seven passes. <laughs> Josh Allen's got to play a perfect football game or there's no way the Buffalo Bills can win against the Chiefs. He completed seven passes in the first half for 219 yards, 31 yards per completion, which I think somebody said on Twitter was an NFL record for one half. 30 yards per completion. Insane. 
I'm going to wrap these up. Third quarter, both teams come out and they both punt. Both teams, you know, after an hour and 15 minute long break, they both came out and they seemed understandably a little bit flat. And then Micah Hyde, or Micah Hyde uh, does what Micah Hyde does. It was interesting to me in this football game. As much as I know they do every week, I've never paid attention to it. I was paying attention to the PFF grades, and we all know that Bills Mafia has a love-hate relationship, more of a hate-love relationship with PFF. But the PFF grades for all of the Chiefs' offense was in, like, the top five. Every single player, like, every player, top five to top ten. Bills' defense... 30s, 40s. Other than Micah Hyde, Micah Hyde would Micah Hyde was one. Micah Hyde is the number one rated safety for PFF in the NFL. So Micah Hyde does what Micah Hyde does. Pick six, baby. And what's interesting to me is I cannot wait to hear the talking heads talk about this football game tomorrow and the fact that there's a pick six on. Pat Mahomes' resume right now. And then it's fourth and three. The, the Chiefs get the ball back in the third quarter. It's fourth and three from their from the uh from their own 32, and they gotta go for it. Third quarter, halfway through, fourth and three from the from their own 32. The Bills get the stop. And this is where John Fina and I were texting back and forth, and he was kind of mad at me. I think he was. Because he didn't think that there was a roughing, roughing the passer penalty on Oliver. And I felt like Oliver should have let up. Fourth and three on the on the Chiefs 32. Oliver gets a roughing the passer penalty. I don't care what you think about how hard he hit him. He was at his knees and below. It's a penalty every freaking time. And he was a little bit late. In my opinion, if Oliver can find some way to pull up, find some way to realize the ball's coming out, find some, some way to realize he cannot hit Pat Mahomes, of all people, below the knees, and he does not get that penalty. The game is over. The celebration for this football game starts right there because the Bills get the ball at the 32 of the Chiefs. They're at least in field goal range, which it's not only a three-possession game at that point. I believe it's a three-touchdown game at that point. The celebration begins, but no, that's not what happens. We give them 15 yards. And what happens right after that, if I'm not mistaken, or was it later in the game? I might be having my penalties picked up or mixed up. I'm ha- I think I have my penalties mixed up. I'm thinking of the holding that wasn't holding on Morris and then the, the fake roughing the passer later on Josh. Anyways, I digress. It feels like after that moment that the Chiefs like get the momentum going, right? They get that 15-year penalty, and then Groot shuts them down. They drive all the way down the field. I think they were at the 20 inside the 20, and Groot shuts them down. He gets, a, gets an interception. Gets his first interception of, interception of his career, which was awesome. This kid is good. He's, he's going to be a great football player, and he's a good kid. He's just a good kid. But what do the Bills do? They go three and out. And then Hawk with the short punch, or the short punt, rather just across, I believe, the 50-yard line. And I'm finding it hard for me not to believe, and it had nothing to do with this game, but I'm finding it hard to believe that he's not a liability and going to continue to be a liability for this football team. There was a moment for me, and I'm not saying that everybody felt this way. This is just how I felt during the game at this point. At this point, I felt like the Bills were beginning to lose control right? They're beginning to lose that little bit of no matter what happens, we got this. They're beginning to, they're be, they're be, the chiefs were beginning to find themselves and impose their will a little bit on right. The bills, despite having a three possession lead, this was the moment, if I'm not mistaken, that, that the chiefs literally scored in under three minutes. So they drove right back down the field after the Matt Hawk punt, Short punt, shank off of his foot, and they scored in under three minutes. And that was where I'm like, the Bills cannot, I was tweeting it. The Bills cannot go punt, punt, pass, punt, or yeah, sorry, run, run, pass, punt, and expect to win this football game because the Chiefs are too freaking good for that. They're going to find a way to get in the end zone. And what do we see? We saw the Bills come out after that, and like, even in the pouring rain, that's when the rain came, even in the pouring rain, the Bills began to open it up, Right? By the way, shout out to everybody. It's 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> I've been on this thing for 40 minutes. 
Shout out to everybody that's that's tuned in right now live. Jessica, I'm not <laughs> I'm not griping this show, Jessica. Jessica says, stop bitching. You have PTSD from all the bills uh, failing years. Oh, my God. First of all, this is the overreaction podcast. So my job, the, the premise of this show is for me to come on and tell you how I felt from the couch. And I would also say, Jessica, if you were sitting there on your couch at this point, thumbing through, I don't know, Facebook because you felt the game was over because the Bills had it wildly in control, then you might be a better person than me. But my guess is, is every single person listening to me right now, when the when the Chiefs drove down the field in under three minutes and scored, you were like, here we go again. Right? Between the refs and what the Chiefs were doing and what the Bills were doing, you were thinking to yourself, you can't do it this way. You've got to get control. And the Bills did. That's not PTSD. That's reality. This is the freaking Chiefs. This isn't the Texans. This isn't the Dolphins. This isn't the Mac Jones, New England Patriots. It's the freaking Kansas City Chiefs that, oh, by the way, spent an entire playoff series and won the Super Bowl being down by more than double digits, by being down by double digits. They've lived in this space their whole entire lives. We're down by two touchdowns. It doesn't matter. We're going to come back and win. That's what they do all the time. So I don't think I'm being PTSD. Now, if this was a Texans game and I'm talking to you like that, then yes, probably I'm overreacting a little bit, but for all intents and purposes, I think that this is, I, I think I'm doing a very good job of uh, explaining how everybody was feeling in this moment. Brian Bowers comes in with a super chat, a super chat. Let's be honest. The bills appear to be the most complete football team in the league. Maybe even the best team in the league. Hashtag blown away. Brian, you are not, you are no lies detected in that comment. You have to think not. And I started the show on purpose this way, Brian, and I'm glad that you, 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 you sent this comment. You have to think with what the bills did today against the chiefs coupled with the, the way that the Texans played the Patriots, right? because it's Bill Belichick and the vaunted Bill Belichick defense and Bill Belichick knows how to make rookie quarterbacks look bad and Bill Belichick this and Bill Belichick that and blah, 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 blah. And the way that the Dolphins started that football game against the Buccaneers, yes, the Bucs throttled them in the end, but it wasn't a cakewalk for the Buccaneers. You have to, if you do all that math, in my opinion, you're talking about a situation where the Buffalo Bills look to be, as you said, possibly right now, week five, the best team in the NFL. The best team in the NFL. Fourth quarter. I got to get through this. Fourth quarter, because I got to get. I got to read the tweets, though. The Buffalo Bills are constantly, constantly giving the, the Chiefs the flat. Like, they're, they're, they're keeping everything close, right? They've got everything covered, so Mahomes is having to rescue himself by going to the flat. And to be honest with you, they were willing to take it. The Bills were giving it to him, and the Chiefs were willing to take it. Chiefs score less than three minutes, part two to the awful hawk punt, which we talked about. Crazy ref calls, phantom holding, phantom roughing the passer, soft pass interference calls, a lot of non-pass interference calls that were called. It just got to the point where, in my opinion, the response from this Bills football team was absolutely correct. When all of that happened, there was an urgency. You could feel it. It was palpable and noticeable that there was an urgency in Josh Allen. The urgency, that's the notes I have, the urgency was real. There was a real urgency in Josh Allen that he was not going to let this one get away. And that's when you saw the Josh Allen hurdle. That's when he started taking off up the middle. That's when he was like, you know what? You want me to be the MVP? I'm going to be the MVP. And what happened? Al Michaels is talking to Chris Collinsworth, who is clearly not a Bills fan saying about how don't you think what you're watching makes him an MVP candidate kind of guy? Collinsworth is no. And then Josh Allen finishes that drive and Collinsworth concedes and says he's the MVP. <laughs> they gutted it out, Bills Mafia. They gutted it out and they found a way to win. 
They did exactly to to the PTSD point that's rolling around in the comment section. They did exactly what we we continued to do, but they did exactly against a Super Bowl caliber team in the Chiefs. They did it against what we would assume is a better team. They found a way to win and they gutted it out at the end, which is exactly what we've been waiting for from this football team for 20 plus years. It was amazing. I said at the top of the show, you're not going to be able to remove the smile off my face with a belt sander. <laughs> Let me give you the game stats really, really quick. Um, and I know I called Josh Allen's completion percentage abysmal. It just wasn't great. So it was under 60%, 15 to 26 for 315 yards, three touchdowns. That's still like twenty over 20 yards per completion which is absolutely nuts in a football game. Josh Allen rushing the football, 11 for 59 with a touchdown. Zach Moss, 11 for 37. You know, there, there was a moment or there was times in the beginning of the game when the run game was good. With the run game, when we needed the run game in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, when it was kind of raining early, the run game was not good. And then obviously when the game was pretty much put away, the run game got good again. Devin Singletary was six for 25. Dawson Knox, you just can't say enough about this kid and who he has become as a third-year player. Uh, three for 117 with a touchdown. Uh, Stephon Diggs, two for 69, had the long ball, which he probably could have made the end zone, but I believe he was expecting to get hit. I know there's a lot of Twitter flack on that. Zach Moss was three for 55, had a couple great screen passes. Emmanuel Sanders, three for 54 with two touchdowns. Gabriel Davis, one for 16. That was a clutch catch. That catch by Gabriel Davis may have changed the outcome of this football game. Yes, I said it. It was that big. It was a third down pass. It was deflected, and he still came down with the ball. It was huge. Cole was one for five. Tommy Sweeney was one for one for one. I didn't even see it. Didn't even see it. The Chiefs, real quick. Pat Mahomes, 33-54. Dude, he threw 54 passes in that football game. <laughs> 272 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, rushing, Pat Mahomes. The quarterbacks, a football game with the quarterbacks led both of their teams in rushing. Eight for 61. Darrell Williams was five for 27. Tyreek Hill, one for 15. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who went out. That was a gruesome. Like, it looked bad the way he was folded back over his whole entire body. He wasn't just folded back over his leg. He was folded back over his entire body. It was crazy. Seven to 13. The Bills held the Chiefs in check. Big time. You want to know between Edwards Alaire, how about this? Tyree Kill, seven of 63. Seven catches, 63 yards. They were totally frustrated. Travis Kelsey, six receptions, 57 yards with a touchdown. The Bills did exact the game plan defensively was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And the offense complemented it because they went out and they scored, which put more pressure on the Chiefs offense to try and score, which just put everything in the wheelhouse of the defense the complimentary football game to brian bowers point that the bills are playing right now is incredible and i absolutely freaking love it love it we're gonna wrap this thing up here in a minute appreciate you guys hanging on with me the dude awards so for those of you that are new to this program the dude awards everybody does arrow up Everybody does arrow down, arrow down, or they do, I don't know, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down or whatever their awards are for the week. I do the dude awards. So for me, it's the dude, like you did great, dude, you're the man or dude, you got to get better. Like, dude, that's just, that's, this is not good enough, dude. My dude awards. And uh, it's not progressive, meaning that like when a player becomes good and like starts showing how good he is, that like he's no longer welcome to get the dude award. Like he can get it every single week. So this week, my dude award, dude, my dude award goes to Josh Allen, first of all. Josh Allen showed me in this football game why. Not that I wasn't convinced before. He is an MVP candidate. These are the games where you walk away from and you're like, Josh Allen, that hurdle, the runs, gutting it out, the passes that he made. He did not throw an interception. He did not put the ball on the ground. This was a football game where you walk away from, from it going, maybe his numbers, his completion percentage, which I know that's the thing that people rail on him the most. Maybe his completion percentage wasn't 68% or 71%, but the dude balled out. He did exactly what he needed to do to take his team to, the, to, to victory Monday. He did it. Josh Allen gets my first dude award. Second dude award, Dawson Knox. This kid, I've already talked about it. This kid is just growing into 
himself and who he is as a, as a tight end in the NFL, and I love it. You can't say enough for my last dude award for Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds, he was the AFC uh, Defensive Player of the Week last week, and he had that one rundown on Clyde Edwards-Alaire that was stupid. Like, it was sick. It was ridiculous how fast he got there. This guy is just playing lights out. That defense is largely, if you watch and pay attention, he is directing traffic. He's watching the shifts in the offense. He's making sure people are lined up. Tremaine Edmonds is playing incredible. It might not be Khalil Mack football where he's in the backfield and like wrecking running backs in the hole, but he is playing tremendous football right now, and we need to give the dude props. As Jay Spence the King likes to say, he's catching bodies out there. It's incredible how well this kid is playing. Now, on the other side, dude. My first dude award has to go to Matt Hawk. I need this guy to be better. I need this guy to, 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 to speed up his sequence before the punt. And I need him to not shank footballs like he did in Buffalo when he was a Miami Dolphin and like he did in this game. I need I need him to never do that, especially against the Chiefs. At some point in time, that's going to hurt us. And the Mafia is not going to like my last dude award. I'm sorry. I got to say it. I got to be honest. I don't know what it is about the matchup with the Chiefs. I don't know what it is about the, the, the assignments that he's given. I don't know what it is about the players that he has to, to guard or that he has to defend. But Trey White has a very, very hard time against this Chiefs offensive, offensive team. I don't know what it is. But, but they were not staying away from Trey. I don't want to say they were attacking Trey, but they are, Pat Mahomes is not afraid of Trey White at all. And I'll be honest with you, as it stands right now, Pat Mahomes doesn't necessarily need to be afraid of Trey White. He made a couple good plays, but by and large, Pat Mahomes and that offense beat Trey a lot. I need him to get his head right against this team because they're going to see them again. He needs to take this win. He needs to understand what the rest of his teammates did and realize he doesn't have to do it all on his own. He doesn't have to be the guy that shuts down Tyree Kill completely. He doesn't have to be the guy that shuts down Travis Kelsey completely. He can be just 111th and do his thing. Yes, I know Trey got the fumble recovery. I see that in the comments. I'm not saying that he didn't play good or that he didn't play okay. I'm just saying he got beat a lot. And it just seems like against the Chiefs, he gets... I don't want to say exposed, but he gets a little bit, he has a rough time. Can we just, can we just be honest and say that he has a rough time against his foot? And that's with being drugged down by Travis Kelsey. That pass interference call was a joke. That was not pass interference. Kelsey grabbed him by the shoulder pads and pulled him into him. Like tackled him basically is what happened. It was ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the overreaction post game show. And now is the moment where I'm going to read your tweets or I'm going to do my best to read them. My guess is there's going to be a bunch. There's not a ton, so we're good. We're not going to be here till one o'clock in the morning. Or wait, it's already past one. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. It's late. I don't want to tell you. So I sent the tweet out. How does this emotional roller coaster win have you feeling, Bills Mafia? Tweet me and I'll be reading your tweets live on the show right here in a few minutes. Uh, some people quote tweeted it. What did they say? That's retweeted by where are the quote tweets. There it is. Oh, it was Richard Brush. My guy, Richard. First tweet comes in from Megs at foul underscore Megs. Do the Buffalo Bills finally get the respect they deserve? Offense and defense dominated. JA-17 met, met the moment and played a great game. That hurdle seen around the world. Hard eyes. Chiefs looked frustrated, and I loved it. The refs and Collinsworth shake my head. Shaking my head, rather. No words. Hashtag wildest dreamsland. First, hashtag wildest dreamsland. I have not actually said it this you want to talk about a show that I should have started the whole entire freaking thing with hashtag wildest dreamsland. This was the one and I missed it. Thank you, Megs, for having my back. I uh, appreciate that. Yes, to everything that you just said, that hurdle is the is the highlight that I want to see for the rest of the week for sure. Josh Allen stepped up and he did what Josh Allen can do, which is great. David G. Buffalo Bills, four and one. And uh, I got to get to his handle. At Suckless Gorgon, which is funny. I am pumped. Delays, garbage penalties, missed opportunities, but they came together and uh, on offense and defense and special teams, and they made it work. And it's true. That's exactly what happened. My guy, Saxa Dave, at Saxa Dave, that game was torture. 
<laughs> Not because of how we played, but the weather delay was bad. It's 5.53 a.m. here in the U.K. Refs were awful. The commentary was worse. To keep the Chiefs to 20 with that officiating is beyond elite. I agree, bro. In the words of the Black Eyed Peas, I got the feeling. Let LFG go Bills. Appreciate you, Dave. In rainbows, at Fantasy FBSF. Cannot remember many wins feeling better than this one. There was people in the comments section that said they cried, that they cried after this football game. And I get it. I totally get it. Uh, Liam at not Amish Liam says LFG. Let's go. That's all he says. My guy, Richard Rush has the Groot emoji. Uh, Richard R. Rush too. I don't feel like I've aged 10 years this time, which is good. The officiating was one-sided. Or it'd be a bigger win. Collinsworth still needs to shut up. <laughs> the best part is they've got his son on the show now, too. He does a pregame. This is the first on the road uh, to redemption. Uh, go Bills, Wildest Dreams Land. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. Chris Frampton at C underscore F. Best team in the league. Go Bills. F the Chiefs. F Collinsworth. Bring on the Titans. The only thing you're missing in there, bro, is the F the refs. Uh, X J man X three fifteen at X J man X three fifteen on Twitter. I'm elated. We attacked down the field, and that was the key difference. Not conservative like last year. I'm so happy. Right there with you, dude. Ethan A Tweedy at Tweedy underscore A. Holy cow! What a dominant win. We are on our way to hosting the AFC title game. That's the thing. The road to the AFC to the AFC championship game going through Buffalo right now is unbelievably in our favor this exercise so many demons for us last year let's go bills hashtag bills mafia tom allen at underscore tom allen western new york wide awake because <laughs> i asked how they were feeling i feeling wide awake oh <laughs> uh, let's see johnny boy at doc 7685 gave me screenshots y'all remember what happened the last time we played the bills throwback thursday uh yeah this tweet has been deleted <laughs> <laughs> literally apparently that tweet has been deleted by the kansas city chiefs so the kansas city chiefs that uh this week earlier talked about throwback thursday the bills playing the chiefs they've deleted that tweet that's awesome bills media 716 at media 716 pure dominance tonight uh second stop on the revenge tour complete alan showed who the alpha dog is and we overcame super lo uh, lopsided officiating the energy on this team is different i could almost hear collinsworth's tears hitting the mic at the end third stop tennessee Monday night, Monday night football. Bum, 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 right? Joey at Joey underscore McNabb. The refs seem to be doing everything they could uh, to keep this game close. Happy to finally say Buffalo is the top dog in the AFC East or in the AFC rather. Colt Schroeder, my, my guy, Colt underscore Schroeder. He has a victory Monday and he's uh, got the Will Ferrell. We're going streaking. So hopefully out there in California right now, Colt is streaking. A Ramos at get your W eight up 25. Where do you guys come up with these handles? It's hysterical all around. win. win bills, defensive line got pressure with four. So many holds weren't called on Casey's offensive line all around win in sound dominating fashion. Go bills, baby Zach under uh, at Z underscore Cumberland. Like I should have taken tomorrow off of work. So how, how are you feeling? Bills mafia. He's Zach is telling us that he should have taken tomorrow off. I have the day off tomorrow. Proud to say. Probably got tomorrow off. Nick Deru at Nick Deru, D E R U E. Grateful. We have a crazy good team. Damn, that was fun. Three more to go. Darren at Darren 17474. So it's Darren 17474. Great Bills win. Can't stand the Chiefs. Right there with you, dude. I've hated the Chiefs since the 90s. Cannot the Chiefs and the Steelers. I loathe both Chiefs, Steelers, Cowboys. Loathe all three of those teams. Scott of Bills Mafia at Scott Mu. Uh, Munzner, so M-U-E-N-Z-N-E-R, elated the team exercised the Patriot Demons from last year and made a huge step tonight with the Chiefs. It's a great time to be a Bills fan. The Dramatic Gambler, this is my last one for tonight. At Dramatic Gambler, just because they wear the same uniform doesn't mean that the, that's the team that's been slapping you around for years. 2021 Chiefs team isn't good at all, so who cares? Mahomes coming down to earth, and defense is literally one of the worst in, in the NFL. Focus on the good teams. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. And this is what I'm going to leave you guys with this. There's not many good teams left. The Buffalo Bills right now. The Buffalo Bills right now are the standard in the AFC. The standard. 
the standard in the AFC. Let that marinate this victory Monday, this victory Tuesday, this victory Wednesday and Thursday and Friday going all the way into next week when we face the Tennessee Titans, I believe, on Monday Night Football. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Overreaction Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. Your Buffalo Bills are 4-1. and one. It's Victory Monday. And I'm here to tell you that I'm your host, the voice of the Overreaction Post Game Show. My name is Joe Miller, and you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And here's the thing. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. But I want you, Bills Mafia, to go into this week excited because you have the best team in the AFC. You've knocked the bully off the block, just as one of the tweeters said. The Patriots last year, the Chiefs this year. It's not all sunshine and roses from here on out. There's still a lot of work to do. It's week five, and a lot can happen. Enjoy this, Bills Mafia. Savor this win. Joe Miller, I love you guys. Catch me and John Fina tomorrow, or I should say today, <laughs> at 9 o'clock on the Off Tackle with John Fina show, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live right here on YouTube and the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. Until today, later, until I catch a couple Zs, catch a couple sleeps. I love you guys. I love this football team. I love my city. Go Bills. Thank you.